Good afternoon, Acadiana, and welcome to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. I'm Teddy Sliman with you here. Kind of a rainy day. I think we're into that uh, midsummer slump. Afternoon showers, keeping the grounds wet on the golf course, difficult cutting grass, carts on the trail, all that bad stuff that comes with uh, midsummer showers. Of course, we'll take that over a hurricane, right? No question. All right, we'll be talking golf over the next hour, so let's thank our sponsors supporting us here at Kane Radio. Starting out with Coca-Cola, bottling company of Lafayette, supplying our community here in New Iberia with Coke products. We want to thank Mr. Lee Tatford for all he does for us here with football season coming up, especially high school football. Lee's team sponsors that as well. And so uh, we appreciate their support of local radio for sure. Our other title sponsor, GolfBalls.com, right there on the boulevard in Lafayette in the shopping center. They got their humble starts right here in New Iberia, and then as they grew, they transported to Lafayette, and now they're a pretty big company, I would have to say. When you're advertising on national television like the Golf Channel, you know you're doing some good. They supply golf balls over the Internet, logoed golf balls with anything you want on them. Well, almost anything anyway. But for us local people, we can go in there into their showroom and uh, see all the nice products they have, merchandise, what have you. Try out their golf clubs, the latest in uh, golf equipment in their simulator. So if you're in the market for some merchandise or some golf clubs, go see the good folks at GolfBalls.com. Arnold Boulevard, Lafayette. And of course, uh, we want to thank our local golf clubs, and especially those that get me the local information. We do, uh, we do business with Atchafalaya. Yes, they're in Patterson, but since they send me stuff, I'm going to help them promote it. Of course, Bellevue right there in Franklin. And then our more local clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, and Sugar Oaks. So a Chaffalaya, we started out with them. Let's continue. Twilight Scrambles, I've been promoting that for them all summer. Every Thursday afternoon at 5.30, shotgun start, two-person teams, $40 for non-members. It's a good price, you know, to go have a couple of hours of fun. It includes your cart, your green fee, your range. It includes the prize money if you're lucky enough to win and food as well. So uh, if you need a... a a little downtime after a hard day's work. Chaffalaya's got it for you. Twilight Scramble on Thursdays. And then at Bellevue, they had a dog fight, which is uh, one of their big events every month. First place was a tie between Mickey Michelle and Mike Cap plus five. Third place went to Ty Burdett plus three. And they had that club championship this weekend. Didn't get to finish it. I guess with intermittent rain and what have you. Ty Burdett, the owner, said that uh, they got it all in, but they didn't get in the playoffs. And so there's two playoffs for the seniors and championship flight. So uh, hopefully uh, if the weather permits and the rain falls off, Doug Roby show will play a 
Sudden Death Playoff against Al Landry for the senior championship. And then in the championship flight itself, Brandon Burdett will play a Sudden Death Playoff against Todd Pate. Good luck to all those guys. That seems some exciting stuff. I love playoffs. You know, people gather around, get in their carts, and go follow them, and it adds to the pressure and makes for a, a worthy champion for sure. Then down at Sugar Oaks, continuing continuing to promote their weekly specials, uh, Monday and Tuesdays, nine or eighteen holes, twenty two dollars. Then all day special on Wednesday, thirty one dollars. Many holes that you want to play for only 31 bucks, you can't beat that anywhere. And then they had a few little tournaments. They usually on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday have tournaments for their members and their MGA. And so on Wednesday, July 20th, they had a Twilight Scramble. First place went to Olin Granger and Robert Burton, minus six. Second place, Keith Richards and Glenn Dupuy, minus five. Then on Friday, their shamble day got rained out. Sunday, the 24th, they had their shootout. Front, back in 18, uh, team event. You add them up, add the team score, your individual scores to make up a team. So on the front and also winning the 18 was Paul Olivier and Bill McNett. They had 24 points on the front side and 42 for the overall 18. Went in the back nine, Robert Burton and Keith Domain with 21 points. And the all-important skins, right? That's where you get cash. That, that helps out, pay some bills. Matthew Pisani had three skins and Keith Domain one. And then the Gator Golf Club, which stems out of Sugar Oaks. In other words, it's got more Sugar Oaks members than, than any other club. You don't have to be a member of Sugar Oaks to be a member of the Gator Golf Club. They had a couple events recently at a Chafalaya. Went in the first flight with Heath Boudreau with seven points, plus seven. Second, pl- second flight was a tie with seven points each for Danny Segura and Billy Bear. And then their following tournament was played at <coughs> Tamaka Trails in Marksville in Thanks to Boyd Booty for getting me this information. I pre- appreciate his diligence. And uh, he, uh, he was raving about how great the golf course was. And, of course, you know, when, when it's a casino course and they're making all that money over the gambling, they can pour a little money into the upkeep of a course, and that helps out tremendously. So Marksville was in, Tamaka Trails was in great shape. Winning the first flight with plus six was Tim Hoffpower. Second flight winner was uh, Kent Kern, also plus seven. Their next tournament is scheduled for Beaver Creek next month. And Beaver Creek's one of my favorite municipal golf courses in the Baton Rouge area. It's, uh, it's one of the seven courses in the greater Baton Rouge area. That's a municipal course. It's located in Zachary, but it's still in Baton Rouge Parish. The Pro-Am, Acadiana Pro-Am, was held at Sugar Oaks. 100 players teed it up, and uh, a lot of good scores for sure. Plus 17 was a winning team. That's only three points off of a perfect score. And that team consisted of Robert Burton, Ricky Delcom, Kyle Mesh, 
and Paul Young, plus 17, winning $120, and that money is redeemable at golfballs.com. So uh, you can go check out their merchandise if you're on that winning team for sure. Tied for second and third and then winning in the scorecard playoff, the, team, the second place team with 16 points, just one behind, was Keith Bernard, Jimmy Daniels, Glenn Guidry, and Matt Abair. And they won $84. Third place, Ronnie H.A., Lord Joe Freud, Dylan Mesh, and Paul Olivier. $52 they can redeem at golfballs.com. And the low ams, the low amateurs, Bobby LeBlanc, Ronnie H.A., Matt Abair, and Keith Bernard. They win $30 each. Uh, Matt and Keith were on the same team, so that kind of helps. They were plus 8 and plus 12, of course. On the team, you can only go plus 5. But once their handicap's established, then they get it. All right, the next Pro-Am should be in August. I believe it's going to be the first week in August. Hadn't heard from Doug B.R., the tournament director, but uh, it's going to be at Southern Oaks in Abbeville. They switched up with Sugar Oaks for whatever reason. Didn't get the story on that. All right, then moving on over to Cane Row. Their twilight rates <coughs> are good, too. 30 bucks Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, after 2 p.m. Their senior rate, if you're 60 or over, same days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, is 38.46. That's tax included. They got a great Wednesday rate, afternoon, only $30. If you want to be a member, it pays big dividends. Not only do you get 20% off of soft goods and 10% off of hard goods, but, uh, see, the phone's ringing, but it looks like it's the business line. So they're not listening. So I won't listen to them as well. 20% off soft goods, 10% off hard goods. It's only $142 a month. And here's a big advantage. You get to book your tee time well in advance of all the uh, non-member players because <clears throat> that's a big advantage right now since they've been so busy with the kind of dry weather. It's only been raining lately. Kind of dry weather. that they, They've been really uh, loading them up at, at Cane Rose. So... Uh, they also charge a handicap with the Louisiana Golf Association. And then if you're a member of the golf course, you don't have to pay dues for their newly resurrected <coughs> excuse me, MGA dues. Uh, Raymond Bernard's the president of that. And uh, here's a good deal. If you uh, like the Raging Cajuns or you know someone who does, uh, they have licensed logos for... Uh, for anybody that wants to buy some soft goods with the USL Raging Cajun logo on it. It's going to be great for upcoming uh, football season if you have a, a loved one or a friend that uh, likes the Cajuns. Go buy them something in their nicely well-stocked pro shop. On the MGA side of it, the next event is going to be uh, this coming Sunday, I believe it is, or Saturday rather, July 30th, MGA Scramble. And then their last event scheduled for the year is going to be their MGA Club Championship in August. We'll keep an eye out on that. The Live Like Liam tournament was a huge success, as I've been saying for the last month. 
and uh, this will be the last time I, I give the results. But uh, since it's such a great event and a great cause, uh, I, I want to continue to promote it. 120 players teed it up in the morning round, which was a three-man scramble, and 120 players in the afternoon round, which was a four-man scramble and more like a fun event. But uh, I'm telling you, this event uh, had a lot of people out there. It was great to see and uh, people supporting uh, a wonderful person in Liam McDuff, who was tragically shot a year and a half ago and killed. And uh, certainly <coughs> are thoughtful in, in remembrance of him. And so back to the tournament, the morning round in the gross first flight, gross winner was Keith Baldwin, Bill Bro, and Glenn Pirro. In the net division, Ricky Barm, Chip Domain, and Richard Bernard were the winners there. And then in the second flight, the gross winners was Mike Four, Terry Tuesday, and Jason Viator. And then the net went to Nicholas Bourne, Isaac Thibodeau, and Logan Rodrigue. I'm sorry. Then afternoon, which was more like I said, a fun man, four man scramble, because they got a lot of perks like a red blast or whatever they, they did to get a throw and all that silly stuff. So the winner was Bennett Pecco, Mike Arsenault, JT Miguez. And Tristan Elston. And then in the net division, Tristan Revet, Cole Thompson, Thor Boudreaux, and Cameron Delcom. And then the uh, Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association held their events for the, for the past month. Uh, thank you, Boxcar. In June, their activities. It's only 25 bucks to be a member of this club. They play two tournaments a month. Uh, on the second Tuesday of the month, out of town. Second, fourth Tuesday of the month, their home course. And uh, their out-of-town out of tournament was uh, at a Chafalaya. And the winner of that was Fairley Painter and Glenn Biro with plus six points. And then uh, uh, at Muni itself, it was a tournament was an individual points. So Lawson Ruley, the director of this association, was plus 11 on his handicap. Looks like he himself is going to have to adjust his, uh, his points there if he's going to win, make plus 11. Then Louisiana Golf Association, my grandson Drew's had a busy season so far. He participated in the uh, <coughs> 65th State Junior Golf Championship at East Ridge Country Club in Shreveport, and he finished uh, with rounds of 75, 78, 78, kind of in the middle of the pack. And then his next event, he did fairly well. He was leading throughout the course of the tournament pretty much and uh, ended up second with a score of 69, 72 to Dak Rayo, uh, whom he rode over with. And, and uh, both of those guys finished four and three under par and uh, – they were the only ones under par for the tournament. So uh, congratulations to Drew. I hope he continues to do well. He's going this week to uh, Condrunt, Louisiana, and that's where Squire Creek is, and it's another LGA golf tournament. And then uh, finally with the LGA, Louisiana Golf Association's 39th annual full ball championship was played, and uh, a notable team here, Andrew Noto, formerly played for the Cajuns, Teamed up with Pat Kristovich, uh, a former past champion, I think dual champion, won it two years. And uh, they shot 64-62, under par to win that event. Welcome aboard, Boxcar. You got anything local you want to chit-chat about? Um, well, my 
mics on. Yeah, there we go. Um, not other than the fact that um, I guess you you talked about the Breck Open. Did you mention that? Breck? No. Yeah, uh, Greg <laughs> Berthelot uh, won that, and and so he now won the um, the, the U.S. Uh, the uh, LGA uh, State Amateur Championship this year, along with the the Breck Open. Um, and I, there was one other one they were mentioning that he uh, uh, maybe it was a four ball or something big, you know, big four ball. So obviously the the hottest, you know, amateur I think right now in in uh, in Louisiana and beat a you know really good field in, in Baton Rouge. Um, I think I think in order to, to qualify, you have to be a, either a resident or or play at the Breck courses. I'm I'm not positive about mm-hmm. that, but um, but Greg Berthel had played for. For who? Nah, I don't know. No, okay. Sure Greg Berthelot. I mean, he was. No, he I know was, he's won a lot of stuff. Yeah, and he was a he's really. A I know he's a good college golfer too. I have to yeah. look that up. But um, <laughs> that, and then, uh, did you ever find out who Drew uh, Rayo is? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a mythical uh, guy. <laughs> another uh, uh, victory at um, at the links in in um, Alexandria this past weekend, uh, where. Um, uh, Jonathan Rayo from from now in Brobridge used to, I, I guess he used to live in St. Martinville. I'm not sure, but he played for a long, long time over at the old Spanish Trail, mm-hmm. and then uh, I guess after he had, was at Squirrel Run, I, I believe, for you know when it was Squirrel Run, I think he was because mm-hmm. I used to see him pretty often. And then apparently they moved to Brobridge, but um, it listed him and and Drew Rayo as, and I saw I'll show you the picture. I mean, it's de- definitely not. Uh, not a 15-year-old kid or 16-year-old kid, you know. So they won this big four ball of the links also. Um, there's a lot of <coughs> a lot of big tournaments coming up in the area for, for the people that um, have the cash to, to lay out right now. That's become kind of the big, the big thing now. You know, it, um, I, I think what's happened, Teddy, and, and you might, you know, you might have more insight on this than, than, than I do, but um, at some point the pro shops probably, you know, it, Tournaments used to be a way for for pro shops to raise to to get rid of you know uh, inventory in their golf shops, right? Right. You know, I mean, uh, you'd give out shop credit, and and um, people would come shopping after the tournament, and and it would help you move some of your merchandise. But I think what's happened over the years, because the whole kind of golf uh, model has changed a little bit as far as the pro shops have have really scaled back a lot on, on what they stock. A, a lot of them is just the bare minimums, you know, gloves, balls, tees, and that's about it, you know. So uh, you don't have putters, wedges, uh, maybe shirts and stuff like that. So a lot of these courses have just now gone to cash uh, uh, prizes, w- which I'm pretty sure some of the payoffs that I'm seeing are exceeding the USGA limits. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to report that uh, to the USGA, so um, so so you know they're they're probably they probably keep a little portion of, you know off the top to to uh, kind of because ju- I mean in a pro shop you'd be making thirty or forty percent right markup you know but but you know that, so that's the big deal now so there's a big four ball coming up in Abbeville in a few weeks uh, there's another one uh, in Alexandria and and you kind of see the same names go and play all these uh, these tournaments over and over again you know so. Um, you know, that's good. congratulations to them. It it, it, it was an exciting thing. Um, it's pretty cool uh, the um, over there, and I, I've seen this a couple of times now. Uh, it went to a playoff, and uh, <clears throat> so when when the playoff started and it went 
to back to number 18. So 18 is a par three, and uh, the pro was was kind of narrating it. He was taping, he was, not, not taping it. He had it on live on Facebook Live on his phone, so you could actually watch the playoff as it was happening. Cool. Uh, now he, you know, he was kind of having to tell you who, what player was what because you know obviously that they were pretty far away, so you couldn't really tell. But um, uh, the whole played about 195, and it. And you've played there before, right? The links, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 18th hole is straight over water. You know, it's a, it's all carry. Well, where where they had the pin, it was all carry. So everybody was kind of missing to the left. But on the third playoff hole, um, uh, Team Rayo stuck it close, birdied, and 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 won 850 bucks. Uh, you know, for the in cash. You know, so that was um, so uh, pretty cool deal. Brian Sonia just texted me that Drew is Jonathan's oldest son. So okay. That's why he's got a beard and kind of looks older than that. Well, I I knew I, I you know they kept saying it was his son, you know, and and uh, I I knew that kid was not definitely <laughs> unless they're allowing you know beards and kids are maturing a lot faster than than you and I did back then. But uh, but yeah, he was he's um, pretty big, you know, pretty big kid, and and, uh, again, and you know my uh, grandson Drew. Um, there's another Drew and Zachary. And his name is spelled S I L M A N. And they get those two guys mixed oh up. Oh my God! I they, guess so. You know the letters are the same except well, yeah. the I and L are transposed. My God! <laughs> and I know that they've gotten confused with with those two quite quite a bit. Oh and they, they're about the same age. I think the Silman kids are uh, um, a, a, a year ahead of Drew. Wow! And as is Dak. You know. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's some pretty pretty cool stuff. Yeah, but um, thanks, but anyway, Brian. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, I really do appreciate that uh, for sure. Um, and and like I said, a lot of, a lot of big tournaments coming up, so uh, things are are, are kind of in full bloom. And and um, you know, as far as the, the tournament season goes, uh, um, the only one I I wish would well I said the only one I I really still wish some of the local courses here could resurrect some of the ones that. That we kind of grew up with, you know. Yeah. Uh, we'll never see those individual championships again. But I'd like to even see the shrimp four ball go, you know, go back to Eagle Ridge. I mean, that was a a great tournament for. And, and speaking of Brian Sonia, I mean, he won that many, many times. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it was so cool because you had that Calcutta the night before. They served you a great shrimp uh, etouffee or, or sauce piquant. And uh, man, I mean, I, I I think one year he actually won it with a uh, Summer Lee over there, and and. Look, there was some big. Believe me, that the Calcuttas would pay a lot more than the uh, than the flight uh, credit did. You know, oh God, for, for, yeah, for sure. But um, and you uh, know, it's those type of tournaments that created players like Brian Sonier, Victor Huckleby, and all the slew of them that grew up, you know, in, in that era, oh, playing yeah. those individual, you know, ball. You, when you got to play out your ball on your own, it's a big difference than all these silly scrambles they have nowadays. So yeah, that's. Uh, that, that, those things are passed, and I think the quality of players is is changing a little bit as far as the the older amateurs. You know, once yeah. you know, once you get to be a, um, you know, like in your thirties and forties, when when these guys were playing a lot, it it uh, there's not that many good players. There are some, don't get yeah. me wrong, but there's not the 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 number of players. They had a hundred players every tournament to Paris, oh, the city, I know. and 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 you can hardly tell between a championship flight player and a first flight player. That's how close they were, and, yeah. and not only in scoring but in numbers as well. Well, the, <clears throat> and, and I think you had that big gap, but but I think you're going to see that 
uh, kind of closed, Teddy, because because of exactly what your your grandson is is competing in now. Uh, you know, back then you didn't have these junior tours uh, going on. You know, it, mm-hmm. was, it was you had the individual tournaments, but look, let's be honest. And in, 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 in for the most part, the juniors weren't even welcome at these golf clubs. You know, they had to kind of play when the members weren't playing and hope they they didn't get in the way. And I mean, it was just different back then. But now you have the um, the, the Louisiana Junior Golf Tours. You got several of them really that that, oh, that, that, that operate. And there's a lot of opportunities for these kids, and they are playing, you know, for 99% of the time in individual stroke play, playing by the rules of golf, you know. So, I mean, it, it's, it's totally different, but I think it's going to create some good players in the future. I, I really do. So, I, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to that. All right. But, uh, no, that's, locally that's about it, other than uh, I, guess the, I guess the local courses have had enough rain now for a while, huh? Yeah, I, mean, I kind of believe that uh, we're in that pattern now where we can get those afternoon showers and it's going to be difficult cutting the grass and keeping up with the maintenance because of the water. But, I mean, it's it's the nature of the beast. It's yep. an outdoor sport, you know. Yeah, for sure. But um, So, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to some national golf news. A uh, uh, great, uh, great comeback uh, for a, a win yesterday from five strokes down and uh, some more LIV news and all that good stuff coming up. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Bayou Sports, 715 weekday mornings on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. We all right. We got the air conditioning on this week. Boxcars all <laughs> of course I, I didn't, not complaining. Well, no, but of course I didn't get, you know, the reason I was so hot last week is I'd gone walk up, uh, like three or four miles in the park before. And it was 90-something <clears throat> degrees, and 
I get in here, the AC's off. Well, today I was going to go walk in the park, and then, of course, the rain kind of delayed me, and then I had those errands I told you to go run for my mom, so I didn't even have a chance to go work up a sweat, and I get in here, and it's nice and uh, and, and comfortable. So, yeah, you know, you go. I can't ever, you know, I'm just going to have to keep me a wardrobe over here to change into depending on the studio conditions. That's a good know? idea. So, and maybe y'all can install a shower in the back, too, <laughs> if, if at all possible. Um, yeah, okay, we won't go there. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, uh, Teddy, I don't know if you got to watch any of the 3M Open. Um, Off and uh, on, I got this, to watch a little. Yeah, uh, you know, and here, here's the, what's I, I'm, I'm going to just say uh, ironic for me personally because when I looked at the leaderboard, and I recognize Scott Piercy's name. Yeah, but he's 43 years old. He's been out there a while. A long time. But, you know, <coughs> this year, if you, and I didn't have a chance to research exactly how many, but it's been a, a year of big comebacks on Sundays. You know, there's been quite a few tournaments won by guys that were five and six shots back, you know. Right. Um and when I looked at the leaderboard, and I saw Tony Finau's name up there. And then he comes out the gate, and he birdies two out of the first three holes, and he cuts that gap to three. And so I texted my buddy Jim Reed, and I said, man, uh, you maybe need to put a little money on Tony Finau because, you know, the, the, the betting now, <coughs> it's live odds consistently, I think, probably through like the, somewhere in the back nine. They cut it off. Mm-hmm. But at the time, he was still, <coughs> at that point even, Six to one, okay? So, so if you had bet $10, you'd have got back 70 because you got back your 10 plus 60. And his the app on his phone for the betting site wasn't working. Hmm. So, you know, I, I was – so then later, uh, Piercy got, the, got it back to five, and I was like, well, good thing it wasn't working. Maybe that's best, you know. And then the next thing you know <laughs> – I go uh, run a little error, and I get back, and Fino's got a four-shot lead. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It was incredible, know? and it happened so fast. You yeah. know, I mean, um, I think Scott Piercy bogeyed eight and nine, and then he started skidding, you know, and then he yeah. triple bogeyed 14, and that's when even Tony Fino, looking at the scoreboard, couldn't believe he went from behind a, a three-shot lead or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it was <clears throat> it was crazy, man, and, and uh, you know, I – I, boy, Tony Finau is just a, a, an enigma to me because the guy's got all the talent in the world, and you definitely would have thought by this time he would have won more than, than he has, you know, because he's had so many close finishes, not only just in regular events but in majors as well. Mm-hmm. And um, it was good to see him. You know, he might just be one of those guys who doesn't do well when he has the lead. I, I don't know. You know, I, I didn't do, do that much research, but um, – but he certainly played aggressively. Um, he was, like they kept saying, he was just hitting the ball better than anybody in the field. But he hadn't, the first three rounds, been making a lot of putts. And then he finally got, got the putter working, too. And, um, I, but I, do, I like that golf course. I think it, it's, a, it's a really good risk-reward type of, of golf course, you know. That's and, TPC and, Twin Cities. Yeah, and it, it just led itself to, to some excitement down the stretch and, and – uh, and, and, heck, even on 18, I mean, Finau didn't, you know, I mean, he, he still won by, by a large margin, but he knocked it in the water on 18 when he certainly could have just hit an iron in the middle of the fairway. You know, I think he hit a three-wood or something and knocked it in the water. So, um, And then he got a good break on 17, the par three, where he hit the uh, grandstands and the yeah. ball ricocheted and almost went in the lake. Then yeah. That would have been a disaster. No, I mean, it was uh, <clears throat> it was, it was pretty incredible, man, to, to, to see and uh, – and again, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to, 
because I mean, look, I, I saw this uh, video a while back, a couple of weeks ago, really, of Finau at one of these events, and um, uh, he just showed up with this young kid. Well, anyway, I mean, it, it's something you can Google on YouTube, but you you can tell he played a hole with his kid, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and and it was kind of one of these. I don't know if it was a make a wish or whatever, but but he was just such a nice. Genuinely nice guy, you mm-hmm. know, he, and there's not too many of them left on. Uh, well, there are, oh, there are, there but are. I mean, they're, they're, you you just don't hear about them too much. But um, but no, he um, <clears throat> a very deserving winner, and and uh, obviously now. Yeah, all the undesirables went to the live. So. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> we're, right. We're purging out the PGA Tour nicely. You're right, and boy, you know, now we have a little crawfishing from uh, Sergio. It's kind of kind of interesting there. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, congratulations to him. Um, <clears throat> And uh, I still feel you know, bad for uh, Scott Pierce. You know, I mean, at 43 years old, he's at the end of his career. That would have been a nice win. But well, he tied for fourth with uh, James Hahn, who's one of my favorite players from a long time ago, who's never panned out. I loved his golf swing, but he tied with Tom Hoagie. And, and that guy you like, didn't you? Uh, no. No? Who, who'd you pick for the British Open? Oh, I picked um, Max Homa. Homa. Homa, yeah. Hogue, same thing. Oh, yes, exact same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, uh, um, yeah, James Hahn had a funny tweet uh, last week. I just can't remember exactly what it said, but he was like, um, he said, thank God, because he's getting in his 40s too, I believe. Yeah, he never panned out like I thought he would. Getting close to senior tour age, thank goodness, because people might start, might stop calling me Danny Lee. (laughs) 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 And that's another one that didn't pan out, Danny (laughs) Lee. Danny Lee, right. I mean, that's what we talked about this a little bit last week, but it's just amazing to me, you know, with the the South Korean dominance, well, for the most part, but now we have a few Americans kind of showing up on the LPGA Tour. Um, Kudos to Brooks Henderson with her victory. Yeah. But – that we don't have that many uh, Asian golfers. And I'm not saying James Hahn is because he's American, but mm-hmm. he just happens to be of Asian descent. But, yeah. you know, there's a lot of these guys. Now, Sung J.M., I think, finished tie for third or something like that in the tournament also. He was he was up there. So you do see some of that influence, but not as much as the on the ladies' side, you know. So whether – I don't know, you know, what, what, why, why, why we don't see that, but – Again. Yeah. I mean, uh, don't know. I don't know why it's so popular over there for the ladies, not the men. It's a good question. And someday yep. maybe we'll answer it. Okay. So you talked about Brooks. Yeah. <coughs> Let's uh, follow up on that because she mm-hmm. won the, uh, for a second major, right? She yes. won the Evian Championship, which is a major. And uh, she's from actually from Canada. And right. uh, she shot 17 on the par and beat out uh, runner up. God, I can't pronounce it. Sophie Schubert. Schubert. Okay. Yeah, Sophia Schubert. She, she's an American girl that's uh, been playing well, right? Uh, yeah, and and then um, you know the other runners up. I mean, again, um, you know, uh, England's Charlie Hall. She's been on several Ryder, uh, not Ryder Cup teams. What's the um, ladies' uh, equivalent? Curtis the, uh, Cup. Curti- no, that's college. Um, Solheim. Solheim. Solheim, yeah. Solheim Cup. Yeah. She's been on several Solheim, <clears throat> Solheim Cup teams. Um, and uh, then Carlotta Signata, uh, she's, uh, I think, Spanish. Uh, Lydia Ko, you know, American. And then, you, you know, you had the, fir- the first of the, uh, uh, you know, Hu Zhu Kim and, and Miles Sung Seo. Uh, they all finished 15 under. So, very exciting tournament. And that's another really good golf course over there in, in France. It's, it, was, it was fun right. to watch. Um, but, she uh, four-putted the first hole. 
for a double bogey. Can you imagine oh. a four putt? God. Well, your nerves must really must be bad. Yeah, but but you know when you can, it just goes to show you though when you can when you can, you can go one of two ways at that point. You, you, rarely do you just get it back to even keel. You either just go off the deep end and just totally pack it in, or you battle back and and uh, and get it. You know, and, and apparently had the, um, you know, the, the the fortitude to do that. And 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 uh, yeah, I mean it. We have it's been a long time since there's been a dominant player on the. On the LPGA tour, you know, mm-hmm. when you kind of go back to the to the days of of Annika and and um, right, you know, I'm drawing some blanks and right they, now. And, they, and they're starting to pay a lot more money. I think she won a million. Yeah, for yeah. first place. Yeah, the is, pur- purse is definitely. Who yeah. would have thought that a few years back for the ladies? You know, the ladies tour. I know, and they don't even have a um, <clears throat> any competition. You know, so. <laughs> it won't be long. No, Greg, <laughs> no, I'm going to get his hands in that pot. Uh, well, you it's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see, you know, but um, but yeah, that was uh, that was nice. Yep. Okay. The, and then the final tour played this year. Well, not the final, but one of interest to us is the senior British Open or the Open, as they say, and yeah. that was held at Glen Eagles in Scotland. And Darren Clark uh, birdied the last hole and uh, won the tournament by a shot over Padraig Heron, fellow uh, Irishman. And uh, it, it's to the point I made last week, box score, where over in Scotland you got to play the ball <laughs> on the ground, not in the air. Yeah. He was 30 yards, 18's a par 5 at Glen Eagles, and uh, he was 30 yards in two on the par 5 from the hole, and uh, he was debating whether to chip or putt, so he putted and putted it up there from 30 yards now, uh, a couple of feet from the hole, and, and made the birdie. Well, I'm really surprised <clears throat> because um, I was watching that tournament also, mm-hmm. and then for the first time I can ever remember with a European, uh, not European tour event, but um, whatever they call it, you know, but but in Europe, okay, mm-hmm. they, they actually had a rain delay. It was raining yeah. so much. And, look, I mean, <coughs> T- Teddy, I felt sorry. These guys were out there with what I would consider, I don't know, I, I, I don't watch that much people squeegee and green you know <laughs> but they had these little little things that had a, a roller on it and a what i looked about like a six inch piece of you know rubber squeegee and they had about eight of guy, eight guys out there and as soon as they would clear it up around the cup it would just pull right back i mean <laughs> and they were constantly doing that and it was pouring down and they kept the announcer kept saying, "Oh, they're going, they're going to keep playing," you know. And finally, they blew the horn. I was like, "My goodness!" I, I, I think what they probably had to do was go buy a horn because they probably, <laughs> probably don't have one, you know. So they probably had to go somewhere get a horn so they could blow it. And um, and at that point, I turned it off, you know. So I'm really surprised he was able to actually put the ball because it was so wet. wet you yeah. know, I mean, to judge that's really hard to judge. You know, it's one thing to put it from 30 yards when it's bone dry and whatnot but man when you got some yeah you know, when you got to go through water oh mm, I, I that's hard how, to judge how he did that because to me you think <coughs> you just you know you might chunk your chip shot but yeah you, but that's you, what he but, was worried about but I'm you got sure. a really good chance of you know if you catch it good you could throw it right, right by the hole and not have to worry about it rolling out but i mean he, yeah. he did say that was you know real and of course darren clark is i just i like that guy a lot you know he he's <clears throat> I like Patrick Harrington as well. I do too, you know, and and what a, well, I mean, the Irish double, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you know, he, the the Irish exacta because you, uh, uh, and I'm sure they're very good friends off mm-hmm. off the golf course as well, you know. But Darren Clark has just always struck me as that 
happy-go-lucky guy, you know, kind of like the Miguel or Hal Jimenez, you know, just, you know, very good at their craft and what they do, but doesn't take it so serious to the point where they don't have fun off the golf course. True, you know? true, absolutely. And, and um, I'm, I'm very, very glad for him. Uh, well, Darren Clark became the fourth player to win the Open Championship and the Senior Open Championship, joining the group of Gary Player, Bob Charles, and my favorite, Tom Watson. That's some good company there. Dang right. You know, I mean, uh, Bob Charles probably a little bit underrated in in terms of a career. You know, a lot of people forget about him. Um, he was but, a left-hander. Yeah, from, uh, but I was going to say, before, before Phil Mickelson became lefty, Bob Charles was lefty. You yeah, know, exactly. I think he was probably, I mean, I can't remember any other golfers of his era being left-handed. No, and then, of I course, can't we, either. You know, we had Mike Weir with that kind of, I would say still a fluke victory, you know, in a major, um, and then then Phil Mickelson. But uh, boy, it, it's it is kind of amazing though how few really good re- dominant left hander, or you know, I say dominant, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, you're skipping say. Bubba because he's left handed. Well, right? he is, yeah, and he's won two, huh? Yeah, he's won two Masters. Yeah, you know? two I Masters. Mean, yeah, a slew of other tournaments. Yeah. And then, you know, a guy like Steve Flesh, he, he won in New Orleans one year. I saw him win Yeah, there. I'm talking about major, <coughs> major, major winners. You know, or even, oh, no. just, even just on tour, I would say probably less than 5% of the golfers, if, if that. It, it's more now than it was back in Bob Charles' day, for whatever well, reason. You, well, you know? because you have equipment now. True. You know, back then, back look, then you didn't, right, probably hard to find a left-handed uh, set. Exactly. You know, I mean, it was, it, it, you just didn't go into a store or a pro shop and find left-handed clubs and, and – of course, we know the, the only reason Mickelson, Mickelson was right-handed, the only reason he started playing left-handed was because he watched his dad swing in a mirror. And so <laughs> it appeared left-handed to him, and that's, that's where he got his motion from. But, um, but no, it, I think it was strictly a matter. And, look, even today, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, when I was working uh, after I retired in the golf uh, retail industry for a while, um, there were a lot of still clubs that were really hard to get in the left-handed option. And, and left-handed people would come in, they would complain all the time, you know, right. why don't you have any left-handed gloves? Why don't you, you know, I said, look, we've got some left-handed golf balls right here. We've got some <laughs> left-handed grips, you know, uh, shafts, you know. But, um, but it's just, look, it's got to the point with manufacturers where they're not going to put out a lot of product if they can't sell it, you know, and, and – so you got to look at you know got to kind of right. weigh you know what, what you know what the sure. need you the can't stock that supply stuff. versus demand right before yeah. we move on to the LIV I want to just say kudos to uh, the United States Golf Association and this innovate, innovative uh, U.S. Adaptive Open Golf Tournament at Pinehurst first inaugural event of its kind of course that's for you know handicapped people and it's eight different categories but it's it's still going on I think but uh, Simon Lee won. Uh, he won the men's intellectual impairment division, which there's eight divisions. And then yeah. Kim Moore, uh, 41-year-old former uh, golf player for the University of Indianapolis, had no left foot, so she won oh, wow. whatever that, that, that category is. And she, she's now a golf coach as well and, and a PGA teaching pro. Mm. But uh, it's still going on. They have all kind of uh, restrictions like arms, legs. Uh, you know, vision, <laughs> I could qualify for that one. Yeah. Amputee, uh, short statue, <laughs> wow. I could qualify that one as well. 
seated players, etc. But anyway, it's a, it's a good thing that, and to me, you know, we're going to talk about live, of course, but this is promoting golf. And yeah. whereas the live is totally not promoting golf, they're promoting something else. What, what it is, I'm not sure yet. But. Well, and it is, you know, refreshing to see all those different categories because <clears throat> I, I do remember distinctly, and this was a, quite a few number a, a years ago, you know, that um, there was a guy named Pat Brown out of New Orleans. Oh, God, yeah. And I think he won five or six in a row of the blind championships, you National know. National blind. National blind. Yeah. But that was like the only tournament for handicapped golfers per se, you know. Right. And uh, – he basically had a caddy that would kind of line you up, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I mean, it really was amazing to see the scores he shot without being able to see the, the golf ball, you know, and, and, yeah. um, and, and it was, uh, but to, to include these other categories, I think <clears throat> is really, um, really special, you know. Cause, well, once cause, again, um, it's promoting golf at the highest level to me, you know, when you're going after people that yeah underprivileged and handicapped and such. And, and that's promote, promoting golf, and, and people are going to take notice of that. Whereas, once again, the live, I'm not sure what they're trying to promote or do or whatever. I don't know what their agenda is. So no, if you got some light into that, let me know. Fill no, me in. Well, I mean, again, I just think it, 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 it stems back to um, – it all stems back to Greg Norman. And, and uh, he just happened to find the, the, the source of the money that he needed uh, with the Saudis and, and – uh, I, I, it's just it's getting to be a clown show now, and, and when you start, you know, and I say that kind of on, but I mean, you know, Charles Barkley now. So now he, you know, he's going to be one of your commentators. He leaves the NBA role, you know, analyst role, where he was one of the most popular analysts on TV, you know. And now you're going to get Gary McCord as well as David Faraday, you know. So that it's big names, but yet it's it's also. I don't know. I mean, both yeah. McCord and Faraday, you'd have to say, you know, the networks that kind of pushed them into lesser roles, you know. Uh, Maybe so. Whether it was but there. But to your point, uh, you know, all the golfers that are going there are in the twilight years of their, oh, their career. And uh, you, you've been saying that for the past few weeks. Other than there's like maybe <laughs> two guys, Abraham Anser and um, – Well, uh, I mean, that, there are going to be some guys that come right out of college yeah. and do that. But, you know, I mean, shame on them. They're not going to have a legacy. They're not going to have – their, their names on on uh, any of the major championships, but uh, and, and, and now you know, you, I got like Charles Howell. You know, I mean, he, well, yeah, he, I he's mean, been he's been faithful to PGA Tour, but now he's done. I mean, he's forty three or four or five years old, whatever it is. Right, he's done. You know, but he, but you know, Teddy, the thing is, <coughs> how, how much you know, and maybe this is just stupid for me to think because I'm not ever going to be in that position. But how much money do you really need? Exactly. You know, I mean, Charles Howell, he's made millions of dollars just being on tour you know i mean millions and millions of dollars okay so unless you're got this foundation set up and you're trying to raise money for your foundation to better the world or do whatever you know but just your individual needs and your 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 kids needs and their kids needs if that's not enough money then then you live in too high on the hog i just you know there's something wrong, you know. No question. And, and, and um, John Rom pointed that out pretty nicely too a few few weeks back. Yeah. You know, he said that's not going to change the quality of my life. It's not going to give me a, a family and all the things I need. I got enough money to live the rest of my life and got, buy anything I want, do anything I want. Right. You know, I'm concentrating on my family. Right. You no, know? I mean, and and, and it, that's what I think a lot of these guys are losing focus of. <laughs> and uh, and 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 again, the ones that are in their twilight. Well, yeah. So. 
So Sergio and, and Phil, Phil especially, but these guys, so if they live golf court tour, let's say it, it does two or three years and then fold, well, they're not going to really care because they had their money to begin with. My thing is what's going to happen with the 20-year-old, 20-something-year-olds that decided to go there, if, if that happens. And I, I still worry about Cam Smith because of some of the you know, rumors I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the tour folds, and now, again, yeah, he's got some exemptions because of his major championship status, but not full exemptions. For and, now. And, 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 and how, what has he done in the meantime to continue to play well? You know, you, you really have to be self-driven. And that's what's going to happen with, and it's a totally different thing, but a ton of parallels. NIL is going to ruin college football, I'm telling you. Oh, you, you 10 mm-hmm. years, 20 years from now, you're gonna, you won't recognize anything because you know, once these guys sign these big you know, contracts, then why should they go risk injury? Why should they go play in the bowl game? Why should they play in a national championship game? No, I mean, you know, they got the money in the <laughs> bank already. It, now it's self-preservation. These guys, why should I hit the range after I play? I, I've yeah. got $12 million in the bank. I've I got $100 million. I'm going to go just drink in, in the bars instead, you know. And, and maybe that's fine because it used to work in the old days with the pros. Yeah. We, we know that. But that's not Til how Ben they, Hogan came along. Yeah, but that's not how, <laughs> that's not how today's tour operates. You know, it's, it's, it's getting better and constantly working on your craft and learning how to win. And that's why we have developmental tours and, you know, roads to the PGA Tour and, and incentives for doing well on the PGA Tour in the form of, you know, getting on Ryder Cup teams and getting on, you know, the FedEx Cup playoffs. And all that's a reward, you know. And this is just an empty – uh, just a, it's just it's, ridiculous. It's just a Hollywood show. It's like hit, it you know, you hit in the lottery, and then you know how many lottery winners end up dead broke. Mm-hmm. Look Lots at the research; eighty percent of them. Yeah. You know, so we'll see what happens. But well, I, well, but I mean, like I said, I, there's already people now starting to crawfish a little bit. Sergio now saying, "I'm not going." You know, resign. He resigned the PGA membership, but now he won't resign his DP World Championship um, uh, uh, World Tour membership because of the Ryder Cup. So. We'll see how that you know, plays and, and out. That, and that makes me wonder what's going to happen with the, uh, with the Ryder Cup. You know, I mean, it, it's so – now Hendrick Stenson is no longer the uh, yeah. captain for, for Europe. And I don't know. It's in Rome this year, right? Uh, I think so. I mean, it, it's going to be a totally different thing. And then, like, it's like it's losing – It's watered it, down. See, it is watered down. It's losing a lot. So, and that's, I don't and, 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 I, I, and I don't want to see that. I want to see the best against the best. You know, I mean, I really do. Um, uh, I'm gonna tell you what was gonna happen, you know. Well, I'll say that because maybe not because of uh, uh, what uh, Norman's doing. Uh, he's probably gonna recruit Australia pretty heavy. I was gonna say the Presidents Cup might become more exciting than the Ryder Cup, but I doubt that, you know. And couldn't. I don't know. I I, I don't know where it's gonna all end up. We could. I mean, I know it's gonna be something we talk about every every week for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, definitely. Because I know. mean, it's it's a hot subject not just in golf but in in the sports world in general. Uh, I think is it the tournaments this week at uh, Trump's place? Bed, bed yes, minister. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. That'll create a lot of um, you know media excitement for for them, and uh, we'll see where it goes with the world golf point system. You know, they they're You're gonna right. have to vote fairly soon on that and make a decision. All those. Uh, Eight or so leaders of uh, right. of the tour, so that that's gonna yeah, it's gonna be in the in the news for quite some time. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> I, I guess the the big thing is gonna be if they ever 
strike a TV deal. That's that to me is the the main thing because as long as they're just a streaming service, I don't think it's going to ever amount to much. But if they ever get a network to sign on, then yeah. I think you're in trouble. You know, and and there's if they all, have that much money, why can't they create their own network? Well, I don't get it. I don't know because look, <clears throat> there's already. Another rumor I read is that Adidas uh, is willing to to buy a pod. One of the I say pod a team. They're willing to be the sponsor of one oh, of the teams. Okay, okay the mm-hmm. one that Dustin Johnson is on. Yeah, I forgot. I think it's four aces or something like that. Um, so once you're a team, a pod, they don't change every right. week. They just stay right. Although they, they are, they, <coughs> there's going to be some fluctuation because they add better players because mm-hmm. that's why he's trying to. Norm is trying to get Cam Smith to come captain the Australian team. Uh-huh. So um, now, what's going to happen once you get past four players? I don't know. But this uh, this four aces is all the Adidas uh, 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 golfers, and mm-hmm. Adidas at one time owned Taylor Made. Now they don't. It's just strictly apparel. But they they, they the figure I heard was just it was unbelievable how much they off they were rumored to offer. Yeah. to sponsor that so yeah I, I, man i don't know what a tv network would would you know and again i don't think it's gonna be abc nbc or cbs but but and i don't think the you know the golf channel i'm not i don't think they would i really i don't i don't know but like a a, a usa network or one of the you know other tiers tnt i could see them pick it up you know pick up pick that up i mean because if they talking to charles barkley you know they talking to tnt well yeah yeah you know it's a good point not talk i'm pretty sure he's already you know he hadn't formally announced it no. but it's it's you know it's, I mean, he just said they have, have to give me a whole lot of money and they will you know <laughs> yeah, they, it seems they, like know, it uh and and it's just it's just a joke uh, All right, whatever. well, that'll about do us for today. But uh, hoping to pray that we have a good week. Uh, so I get my blood pressure every time I come in here. I get my blood pressure up. Because well, that's I why they got beard. This relaxes you a little. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll have a good week. And uh, you know, on the golf links because I know that it needs to dry up a lot of the courses because uh, you know some of our courses don't drain so well around here. And you know, we w- we want the golf to continue to flourish, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks for coming in, and uh, we see you guys next week. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand-new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? 
He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Woo! Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. (laughs) 